Hello everybody, this is Everett Shipman and welcome to the Maximize Your Mind podcast where we develop the mentality necessary to forge fitness and lifestyle to achieve anything you want from life. And so today we're going to just keep it real simple. We're going to talk about three super simple yet super powerful keys to hijack your fitness. Okay. And so today I noticed something. I noticed something uh, amongst many of you and the type of listeners uh, that are listening to this podcast, you have gotten to some place where you are stuck in your fitness journey. And one of your biggest, most important objectives is to burn fat. You may only have two to five pounds to burn, maybe to just remove some unsightly fat. Maybe you haven't um, have more ambitious goals. You're looking to lose 20 to 30 pounds or more. Um, or you may just be completely to the place where you've just not done anything. You haven't made a move. And a big part of that and a big part of the struggles that you guys are facing um, is going to be because a lot of people make fat and this this big fat monster to be this unbeatable, all power, gargantuan behemoth um, of an adversary. And actually, uh, I understand that because uh, uh, fat is one of those things that if you don't master it or if you don't understand it and how it works, how it is burned within your body, how your body uses it, then it's going to be very troublesome for you. And it will always be this bigger than life thing that frustrates you, that infuriates you and that keeps you stuck wherever you Um, wherever you are. And so I have been there before where I've been stuck trying to lose weight and it's not fun. I remember there was a very specific time in getting ready for my show. I was literally stuck at 192, I believe it was. It was 192. And for show, I needed to be down to about 182. And so for like it was more than a week. It was about seven, nine, nine days. I got on this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was 184.6. That's what it was. I was 184.6 and I had to break down to 180 and really ideally about 179 because um, this is one of my earlier shows, you know, when I wasn't as didn't put on as much beef as I had at this point in time. And so I had to lose four or five pounds and it was getting close to showtime. And I'm looking at that scale for an entire week, the scale, 184.6, 184.6, checking it every day, 184.6. And part of the reason I even, um, or part of the reason I'm motivated to do shows is because it allows me to understand more the objective of losing fat and how it relates. Because I'll hear a lot of times that, oh, you don't have any fat to lose or you're, you know, you're in your genes, all of these sorts of, you know, bogus ideas. The reality is, is that fat um, is going to whether you have 50 pounds to lose, whether you have five pounds to lose, whether you have 500 pounds to lose, it's all the same. When you're trying to burn fat, it's going to become frustrating at some point. You have to actually get strategic. And the biggest part of that is because your body tries to maintain equilibrium and it tries to stay normal. Um, 
regardless of what you're trying to do, regardless of if it's for the better. And you understand how that is. We like we are creatures of habit and comfort. And so anything that seeks to change or or put us into a different place, we're going to naturally fight against it. And so your body, it's the same way. And the way that your body views fat versus the way we see fat and view fat ourselves, two totally different opposite sides of the spectrum type of deal, okay? Because your body thinks of fat as insulation. I can stay warm. I can keep myself protected um, from injury, right? Uh, it also thinks of fat as being a uh, fuel because if, if, if I go without food or if I somehow get into a place where I'm starving or compromised somehow, I can I can use this fat to keep myself alive, right? And to function all of my major activities. Your brain operates mostly on fat, okay? And so with that being said, you're going to always be at odds because you don't like the fat. The way you see it, it's unsightly. It's uncomfortable. It makes me feel icky. I feel you know, lethargic or whatever kind of adjective you see. So because you're always at odds with your body, you're going to always have that. Okay. Now, what I want you to see today is that fat, although it seems like this big, you know, bodacious monster is really not. And and, and there are some simple things that we can do that are super powerful that will help us defeat this fat monster. I remember getting ready for a physique show in 2016 and coach wanted me to drop the weight. And honestly, um, I was like, "Okay, I'm ready for this. I can make this happen. And um, and we went through a series of workouts and modified meal plans to make it happen, you know, make it happen fast. Um, And we had been training, but I had gotten kind of to a standstill in a sense, not a complete standstill, but the fat loss was slowing up. And um, at the end of the day, I ended up losing, uh, burning 24 pounds in about three and a half weeks for this particular show. And uh, along that way, along that course, is where I discovered these three super simple, super powerful hacks that I'm getting ready to share. Okay, so the first one was to eat for fuel and not for fun. And so really, it's a simple mindset switch. Now, anything that you have to switch on and off mentally is going to, by nature, be tougher because the interesting thing about the mind, as I stated before and alluded to, is that we enjoy comfort. We're creatures of habit. Our mind is wired to make anything that we do, any task, especially the complex tasks, tasks to make it as simple as possible. Okay, so switching it on and off is not necessarily as easy, but it is easy because all you have to do is do it. All you have to do is think it. And so when coach wouldn't let me have dressing on my salad as I was getting ready to make this last push for the show, I was like, you you said what? No, no dressing. You see, I'm eating all this rabbit food and this salad and I'm making progress. And at the time, even though I had gotten stuck in my fat loss in a sense, I was still at a decent place, I thought. So, I mean, what do you what are you really saying? <laughs> and so um, and so, of course, I, you know, went back at him. I mean, it's just it, it's something about a fully loaded plate of carbs that makes you feel like royalty. Right. Like you're giving the good life. And I thought that I made enough sacrifices up until that point 
where I should at least be able to have the dressing. Right. And so I couldn't imagine eating salad and and not being able to keep my dressing. Okay, but then that's when culturally emphasize eating for fuel and not for fun, because understand that most of our eating decisions, they're emotionally based. The, the, the irony is that even though it, eating serves as a valid emotional need, it's still in its basic sense emotional. Why? Because emotions cater to how we feel, what we want, our desires and what we need. Right. And so when even though we need food to survive, the type of food that we want plays into the emotion. Right. And so eating for fuel instead of fun makes eating a logical, more of a logical decision, because now you've decided that instead of eating for fun, for the way it makes me feel, for the way it it, it um it gives me energy the way I feel satisfied. I'm now eating to live. I'm eating just for survival. I'm eating because I'm pursuing a particular goal, a bigger cause. I was eating to get on stage and to, you know, perform well there. Many of you are eating because the doctor has said that you have diabetes or you're borderline or you're pre-diabetic. And so you need to scale that back. OK, that make that your objective to eat for fuel, eat just for this, for the necessity of living. OK, um, eating because, you know, I have high cholesterol eating because high blood pressure runs in my family. These are all things that because you're pursuing a certain goal, this is what helps form the basis to eat for fuel and not for fun. Um, and the second um, hack that I came up with and that we discovered was you have to eat until your hunger pains stop and not until you're full. And see, the problem is that most of us eat whatever is on our plate at our table. I remember my mom would always say and would train us to eat what is set before us, you know, to eat whatever that was. Now, when in society, we carry that on and we use that. We use that. We sit down and I'll listen. I love Cheesecake Factory, but Cheesecake Factory has some of the biggest portions I have ever witnessed on a plate. Every time I go to Cheesecake Factory, the, the the place that they build are so lavish and so decadent. And so, you know, that the people that are in that kitchen know what they're doing. They have a love affair and a passion for food that is so strong. <laughs> but. With that being said. It, it conditions or it, it supports the idea that. Because we order it or because it's given to us, we need to eat it. And so whatever we pick up from the restaurant is getting consumed because part of it is because we pay for it. I'm not letting it go to waste. I just paid $26 for this. I'm going to eat everything on my plate. OK. And so the problem in American and Western society is our portions have over time. And I was looking at the research of it. We've gotten considerably larger and larger. And so when I'm in full cut mode, getting ready for a show, um, I'm able to drop about a pound a day by simply focusing on when my hunger pains stop and not when I'm full. And sometimes it can be a challenge, but because it's very easy to get into the full swing of your meal. I mean, who has time to stop mid bite when you have all of this uh, deliciousness available? And so 
what but that's exactly what happens. I know that again, going back to the first key, that I'm eating for fuel. Right? Notice if I'm eating till I'm full, that's what? It's emotional because I'm going on how I feel. Do I feel full as opposed to the fact of eating till uh eating for the fuel. And so what happens is after I take my few bites and that 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 initial pang of oh my goodness it's time to eat oh my goodness uh it's time for me to get my third meal i I stop and i ask myself am i feeling desperate for food do i feel like i need to eat right now and if that answer is is no then i don't eat the rest you either will throw it away or what i would recommend is just save it and make that your next meal and do the same exact thing. And what happens is after these few bites and you stop and ask yourself the, the question is of if you're still hungry, your body's hunger sensors will actually feel satisfied and you can actually stop eating at that point. The problem is that most of us ignore it either because we don't know it's there or we're not disciplined enough to make it happen. Or we just are like, you know what? I want to eat. You want to override it. OK, now, if you can stop. Eating, when your hunger sensors turn off, you can actually supercharge your fat burning, okay? You can actually supercharge it, and maybe you don't lose a pound in a day like I was doing, and it wasn't a pound a day. It wasn't, that wasn't the only thing. I know that may sound misleading, but literally every morning when I would wake up at the same time to, to get on the scale and whatnot, I was about a pound. Some days it was less than a pound. Some days it was, uh, a couple days it was more than a pound, but typically... Right around close to that one pound mark, I was able to drop it using this principle in conjunction with some other keys. But this was one of the big ones. This was one of the big ones for me because I like to eat. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. And then the last one, the last key that's super effective is sip a drip. Okay, and now for those that know me, I'm not about banning any foods or drinks altogether. Right. And I will preach that to the day I die. Uh, but for some, you may need to. For others, maybe not. What you have to learn do is learn your body. And that's what fitness is really all about is is finding out what your body needs to be at its best and then making those adjustments, making it happy, happen. OK. And so for most people, though, especially with clients that people I've interacted with who are frustrated, you yourselves listening to this drinking holds back a lot of people from successfully uh, burning fat. Right. And yes, obviously, alcohol is a big one. Right. But I'm not just talking about alcohol because I don't I don't really drink alcohol. Right. I've drunk it before, but I don't drink alcohol. And so for some like myself, it was actually the sugary drinks. That was my biggest challenge for me. It was soda. My Lord. (laughs) I love soda. And sometimes sometimes I have felt like, am I addicted? You know, you ever you ever eaten something or drank something so often and felt so compelled to to go after it or or crave it so much that when you get it, it's just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I got it. And you have to stop and ask, am I addicted? (laughs) Am I addicted to this? And so for me, Barks Root Beer is my favorite. Love Barks Root Beer. But I love Cherry Coke. I love Fanta Strawberry. Heck, Mountain Dew, that's my go-to. If I need to pick me up, Mountain Dew and the caffeine. And you know what I love about Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew has like 
30 different flavors. Like you can go in there, you get the white Mountain Dew, you get the, the, the lightning blast Mountain Dew, you get the cherry blast, you get the orange zinger. I mean, I can go down the list and it, it it's just overwhelming. <laughs> and so for me, soda was was huge. It was a huge hindrance for me. And so when I made that switch, I had to realize what can I do because I cannot keep drinking like this. And so what I learned through through uh through my transition as I was leaning up and getting ready for the show, I could still drop fat and drink my soda. But I had to do it strategically. And by strategically, I would take just a few sips. And so what I would do, I'd fill a half cup of soda or less than half a cup, actually. And I would actually use Sprite or Sierra Mist because it (laughs) mentally it seemed like it was closer to water than any of the other ones. And especially the Coke, which I love. So I would do Sierra Mist or a Sprite and I would take two or three strips and sips. Now, this was after I ate whatever it was that was on my meal. Why? Because I wanted mentally, I wanted the last thing that I consumed for that session to be something tasteful, something that I liked, something that I truly enjoyed. And that was where I put the sips in. So two to three, four, maybe five, take the sips and get out. You got to do it and get out. Okay. Like I said, I'm not going to tell you you can't do it. I'm not going to tell you you can't drink your stuff, drink it and get out. Hear me what I say. Sip a drip. Drink it and get out. (laughs) All right. And so after eating my beer and bland salad, I would take these two or three sips, which allowed me the emotional satiety for the soda that I craved, but then still stay true to the principle of, uh, of burning fat that I was doing. Okay, And so that's it. You guys, you have it. Now, some of you may actually be thinking, oh, this is too hard. This is too unenjoyable. And what about the? It's a bunch of excuses, right? But realize, realize this. And I want you to remember this. If you don't remember nothing else, this may actually be the most important thing. And that is what the principles and the keys that I'm sharing with you, these hacks, this is not a life sentence where you're doomed to misery forever. And that's how a lot of people see it. When I talk about fitness, everything, and I talk about some of the, you know, Things that you have to do to overcome and to move yourself to the next place and and really take control of your fitness. Oh, my gosh. As if it's a life sentence. This is not a life sentence. Do it for a few weeks. Do it for a few days. See how it feels. Pay attention to what your body is doing. Okay. if you put in that time, you'll realize we actually cycle through. I include cheat days on everybody's plan because cheat days are necessary. It's necessary physically which I'll share with you later in another episode, but it's also it's also a reset psychologically because now you know that you can look forward to it. It's not all doom and gloom, and I would never want that for you, okay? These are simply hacks that if you employ them at specific times during specific seasons, you can actually accelerate your fat burning. I know it. It's been done before. I've seen people do it. I've read about people do it. What about for you? Remember, fitness is the key to or the vehicle to enjoying everything and achieving everything you want in life. Okay, so as I leave here, remember, get fit, stay fit, be fit, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.